And we are back. This is episode 28, I believe, right? Am I, am I wrong, my people? 28, 27, 20, 27, 28, 27. 27. Okay, we 27. 27 in 27 weeks, 27 episodes. I am your thankful, gracious, most humble, and retroactive host of the Lyrical Ones podcast. And June, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Sin. You know, it's finals week next week. So, I mean, I mean, I've been studying hard. But besides that, you know, I mean, it's just nice to see uh, it, it gear up a little close to the holidays. You know, uh, if you're in California, we have a shelter in place. Maybe uh, visiting extended family is uh, pushed back for next year. But I'm just happy for the time and place that we have together now. No, that is definitely true. That is definitely true. Be thankful as you can, however you see fit, to what we do have access to and we do have in our reach. Al Fluent, how are we doing this evening? Uh, I'm blessed, man. It's definitely a, a different type of holiday season in some ways. But for the last couple of years, December 9th has been a great day to surf in the Bay Area. Um, the water's still too cold to do much, but it's pretty. And if you got a wetsuit and booties and you, you know, you built for it, um, then it's been a, it was a great day to surf. Uh, and if not, it's a great day to see the sunset. The sky was beautiful during sunset. Hopefully anybody caught that. Um, you know, we're on the west side, Pacific Standard Time. And we got a few few weeks left in the year. And I'm really excited for how it's going to end. You know, the, the final story arc of 2020 is, has begun. Uh, you know, Attack on Titan season four has just started. You know, it's good, good things going on. And I like the theme song so far. Opening credits is cool. Uh, it's, it's a great day. Another great Wednesday. Talking about greatness. I mean, for those that don't, that don't have the visual opportunity to watch this and just peep the audio. Affluent, what are you rocking today? Is that a Dragon Ball <laughs> Durag? And and the hoodie? And what's on the hat? What is going on? What's this drip we got going on on the screen? For those that don't know, please be descriptive as possible. Okay. So I do have a Dragon Ball Durag. Shout out to Thundercat. Uh, he actually got a song called Dragon Ball Durag. Um, and I got a, a Gresco hoodie um, from there. Uh, pop-up shop. It's a San Francisco edition, a Gretzko Golden Gate Bridge uh, black hoodie. Uh, and I do have on my Capital Gains Co. Uh, snapback with the uh, detachable dec decal. So you can switch it out for the other, but we will save that for another time. So that Velcro sound sounded really loud. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great day, but black and orange like the city i'm from so it's you know it's, we got too many black hoodies probably i think in the bay area it's, you know you probably got three or four or five just you know the black hoodie for any day of the week and any evening no matter how hot it is it's gonna cool down but we got a guest today um to introduce our guest simio tell tell us about your day because we got an artist on on the show and i really want to get to this artist well, just to, just to, I mean, I, my day has been illuminated by your representation of Black and Orange and 
you know, for those that don't know, I'm I'm an artist and I was able to finally get a piece of the puzzle in that I needed to kind of get the ball rolling. So, you know, for those that know, those that don't know, there's a project out. It's called Let's Get It Gospel. Um, seven tracks, 30 minutes. Go and listen to it and tell me what you think, right? If it's garbage, if it's trash, please, by all means, let me know. I'm more than appreciative of all reception. I, I enjoy it. But, you know, if you can't tell, there's a logo behind me. I'm, uh, you know, I'm back, back, uh, I'm going hard, right? So the metal is necessary when you're going hard. So with that, Jen, what brings you to the Lyrical Ones podcast? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, so I know Lacey, who is the producer. Um, nice. The uh, Yo House uh, Music Collective is basically part of yeah, it just started not too long ago, and then it just happened to be kind of people from all over the place gathering virtually. Um, yeah, people who are passionate about music. Um, and then, yeah, I met Christian and Lacey through that. And then, yeah. And then she read his history. <laughs> yeah, basically. Nice. We are writing history. Nice. So, Jen, what, uh, what type of art? Is your forte? Um, so I am a, originally a guitarist. Then I kind of dabbled into music production um, past year. Then yeah, I'm trying to figure my way with all this thing. So okay, okay. So you know, when it comes to guitar playing, when did when did you get introduced to that? Like, what was the, when did that relationship start to develop? Um, I was actually forced into um, learning guitar. I think I was I was around age 13. My brother wanted to pick up guitar. And then my mom just kind of threw me along under the boat. So I started off playing classical guitar. And I was, I was this fat Asian uh, chubby kid playing, trying to play classical guitar. And then I, I hated it, obviously. And I was not good enough. I remember crying in front of my teacher because I couldn't play certain things. And that was a that was my first traumatic experience. So I quit guitar after that. And probably a couple of years later, um, I heard um, some of the songs from Guns N' Roses, and it was like a it was a magical moment for me. Um, I saw Slash playing. I, I knew I wanted to pick up the guitar. And from there, um, yeah, I kind of dabbled into lots of different genres of music. Uh, I was in kind of a rock and roll band, played in heavy metal band. Um, I went through this huge heavy like metalhead stage in my life. Uh, and yeah, kind of stuff. Guitar was always like, it was always there for some reason. It was the first relationship that you learned to kind of create your own kind of meaning, your own development of like, this is what it's going to mean to me from here on out. Like, that's what you're saying more or less, right? Yeah, in a way. And I think it was fortunate. I was fortunate enough to find um, different artists who are also guitarists uh, who I found their music really engaging and inspiring. So once I found, you know, different guitarists who inspire me, I kind of trailed into their genres of music and so forth and so on. 
Okay. Okay. How much of the basis of your, of like that initial being thrown into it supported you within getting reacquainted to it? Like, what was that? Like, was there like, was it kind of like you quit and that's it? Or was it like there's remnants that you're, 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 you know, you just have and you hold on to. And then when you are reintroduced to it, you're like, ah, this is now, I have something, I have a base. So now I get to build off of that base. Mm. Well, I, I don't think I could say I had much of a base uh, just because I was too young and I quit such a, at a, I didn't give much a shot to be honest. Um, so I think it was more of an emotional attachment. Like when I first picked it back up, it was just like, I was a little afraid if I was going to go through that traumatic experience again. So that's probably the only thing. Okay. Okay. And so given that, I mean, what's the context, you know, take us back, right? Like where, where were you at in the world at that tender age of years old? Like, you know, what, like you were in middle school, like what was, what was the environment like for you to be forced into guitar and what was like, you know, the context of that? Yeah, girl. So, um, kind of moving back, um, I was, I was born and raised in Korea. Um, and then when my family moved to Riverside County, Temecula, that's where I grew up all throughout high school, until high school. And I think when I got here, um, just that whole transition phase, I didn't, I was not very good at English. I was very awkward, really shy kid. So my thing was, I need to find something to just fit in. And I always had this spirit of misfit. So I, I was always drawn towards um, like rock and roll guys, punk guys um, who have that kind of spirit, um, misfit spirit. Now I forget the question here. Well, I mean, I, it was just about building the context of like, you know, being 13, you know, you saying mm -hmm. you're a young Korean boy in Riverside, California, right? Like, that's right. That's right. So uh -huh. what was there like, like, what were your interests at the time? Like, what were the things that were like these, like, you know, guitar, you're forced into it. But what were the things that you're like, OK, these are my things. These are my kind of markers mm -hmm. of you know, what the things that I hold and cherish. So what were those things at 13? At that age, I, I was playing a lot of computer games. Um, it's a big thing in Korean culture. Like everybody, you're a weird one if you don't play games. So that was a huge thing for me. I also picked up skateboarding, which was a lot of fun. So I was around a lot of skaters, just a lot of goofballs. Uh, I think at, at, at a heart, I'm a troll, so that kind of explains why. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I I didn't have too many interests. I'm I'm the type of guy um, who has a couple interests, but like I really like those kind of things and go into depth. So video games, skateboard, um, those are kind of the big things at an early age. Nice, Jin. Do you feel like because of those cultures, you were kind of trolling your parents and like you going into electric guitar into metal was also like trolling that classical like uh music that they had tried to force on you oh yeah for sure for sure I, I still remember my first heavy metal show my mom came to the show and then <laughs> I remember just looking at her she just like stared at me like blank and that was like the best troll moment in a way 
Nice. So yeah, there's that element to that. Yeah, and then um, that that trauma that you felt from not being like so great at the classical guitar, uh, do you find um, any remnants of that emotional activation now in life? And then uh, how do you handle it? And then how does it does it uh, help you to like create from that? And you know, in your music, especially in your, like your music production. Mm -hmm. Dang, that's a good question. Um, so this is probably the reason why I was kind of hesitant to come on this show because at the moment I feel really kind of stuck with my music um, and I was kind of losing the sight of what I wanted to do with music um, where in the first place I, I just invested my time in music just for the love of it and then yeah I kind of lost sight of that just during this season. Um, I was in this very awkward, hazy phase. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure out like what how nah, to navigate that. You're like you're welcome to like the process that here, man. Like like the project the city just put out. We won't talk about how long it took him, how long that project, you hey. know, how much time he put into that. You know, that's we'll yeah, talk about it real quick. Let's talk. Uh, about okay, <laughs> okay. So like it's so it's a few it's a few years in. I'm gonna let him talk about that. But I think I know for myself as an artist, um, as a creator, uh, I'm always in that space of, am I doing this to kind of as an obligation of an identity that I'm holding on to, right? Or am I doing this, you know, because I love it? Am I, you know, still passionate about it? Um, and sometimes for me, I have to get back to like uh, redefining or reexamining my, my identity and say, what, what are the things that make me me? What are the the layers and what are the facets that I that I walk out of the house with and say that's my identity um, before anyone else gives me another message, um, right? Like what's unique and relevant and genuine to me, and and my my purpose, my design, and what are those things in today? What are those things in the week? What are those things in a pandemic? In a summer? Um, I have to always like re-examine those things and say, what am I doing this for? What's my why? Is my why, the why that I had before still relevant today? Um, and, you know, if I'm stuck, you know, what is, what is there, you know, what's going to get me unstuck? What, what am I, why do I feel like I'm stuck? You know, if I'm even in silence, right? What am I, what am I refusing to, uh, take on or challenge mentally, emotionally, um, that will help me to break free and release and continue to create. You know, um, Sinio, like what, um, what type of weight, you know, is kind of off your shoulders today um, in your release of, of this project um, and these these tracks and uh, what you got eight tracks on there, seven, 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 seven. So okay, let's. Let's get a little little world building first. I just want to. I just want a little tangent. Jen, do you still play games today? Uh, not too much. Okay. And if, but if I do, I play a lot. Okay. There are pockets <laughs> of time where I do playing like MMO RPGs when you were younger. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. So, so we're gonna come back to that because. All right. There's a there's a there's a there's multiple threads that are going to be woven in this fabric right now. Okay, you know it. Oh so, wow, this is fascinating. 
And if I may add my own thread, I would like to go in, Joe. Go in, Joe. I would like to know the why chill hop, why metal into chill hop. That's what I want to know. How that's a fascinating transition. Let's hear more about that, shall we? I'll keep that in mind. But I want to hear Zinio. Okay, so. so this is this is this is multiple threads being woven even deeper, right? So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do this in like a Christopher Nolan fashion, right? Where everything's just gonna somehow interwoven at the end, right? So this is the thing, right? I've known affluent for a considerable amount of time, right, in my life. And the thing is I've known lyrical opposition for a considerable amount of time in my life. Like like 30 years. Dang, when you put almost, it like almost almost thirty years, almost thirty years. When you put it like, I <laughs> got time, man, time, right, time. So the thing is, right, you put that in a context. Almost thirty years, right, and so lyrical opposition and what they've represented in kind of the hip hop space in the local community in San Francisco was, you know, the difference in what we identified as music in the Bay, right, and you know, regardless of scale, it had impact, right? Because to this day, I'm going to troll each and every member of Lyrical Opposition into making bars and verses, right? Like we're Lyrical One's podcast, right? The name speaks for itself, right? Lyrical One's, right? Um, as you, as some of, some of you have followed or don't know, a lot of our titles are referencing different tracks and different, you know, kind of lyrical moments in, in hip hop, right? So, that is the undertone and that is the driving force, right, of what we do and kind of one of the many pillars of how we show up. So, you know, Alphamont may say, you know, my identity, but guess what? He on Lyrical One's podcast, the identity speaks for itself, right? The message is there. The lyricism and the ability to create is there. It's just in what vehicle is it manifested in harness, right? In every member, I see that, right? Now I'm here to troll connecting to your ability to troll, right? So me being the rapper with a mask and the gold teeth and having released this project called Let's Get a Gospel, right? It's kind of like this um, weird divine order, right? Because it's this project is my first, you would say legitimate release, right? It's on all streaming platforms. People can access it. And to me, I started this process back in 2015, right? I have been making music for over 15 years. I have worked with Figo, right? When he first started off, he was just this young, wild freestyle rapper who was battling people. And I was like, yo, I need you. I need to, I need to build with you, right? I see the talent and I'm going to support you in growing as an artist, right? And so we all have gone through our own moments of redefining the relationship with music, right? So for me, with this project, there were multiple 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 phases right people who were close enough knew oh he could rap and he could make beats and he could do this and he could do that but i wasn't comfortable with the idea of fame and notoriety hence the mass right and the mass didn't come about until i took a risk to go into like a there's a producer named ill mind grammy award winning world-renowned producer filipino dude from new jersey who i was familiar with from a project a while ago and then I just saw on Instagram, he was doing a, a class in San Francisco. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to pay this money, this couple hundred dollars. And I'm going to go. Now, usually I wouldn't be so quick to do it. But I was like at a point in my life where I had the means to. And 
I was struggling with what it is that I should do with the music because I knew I had this body of work that I felt was amazing, but I was unsure on what direction to go in. And it's not enough to just have your peers always be like, oh, you're, you're dope, right? Sometimes you need an outside perspective to really give you more insight to what it is you should do, right? So I took a risk. I took a leap of faith. This was 2019 and I jumped out the window and I knew that I didn't want to be known. So if you were to look, you won't even find me unless I have a mask on. Like, and that's how, and the thing is when I went to this one, it was in San Francisco. So what I noticed was how many people were from where I'm from in the room. And what I noticed was there was only about four out of about 40. So in this moment, I brought a friend and I was almost like disappointed in the representation in the room because we had people from Vallejo, Fairfield, Sacramento. And so it became this thing where I just got stricken with inspiration, where I was like, it was unexpected. I was like, I have to represent for my community. I have to represent for my, my city. I'm from San Francisco. What is going on? Right. And so in this moment, I'm like the second to last to showcase my music. And Ilmai hits me with like the most, like, it was like, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. He was like, have you thought about quitting your job? Now, 30 other people have gone on before me and he hasn't said that. And I play my song and he says, have you thought about quitting your job? And I was like getting ready to cry because it was like the most validating moment to have this guy who I revered, who already had established a name to tell me, you need to be doing this every day. Like, I don't know what your situation is like, but you need to quit your job and you need to be doing this every day. And for me, it was like the green light, right? It was reinvigorated, right? That the doubt and that sense of like, what am I doing with this? Where am I going with it? Why am I even thinking about it? Immediately, I was ready to jump off a cliff, right? When they say take that leap of faith, at that moment, it could have been the roof of the highest building. I'm going to do it, right? I'm going to get my Neo on and we're going to bounce through the ground and we're going to do what we got to do. So to me in this moment, it was like, okay, given that this is what I, I'm looking to do, and given this, what just happened, it led to a series of events that ended up snowballing into this moment right now. That was back in 2019, a project that started in 2015 with a musical lineage that started back in like 2003, 2002, right? So it's like all these years I've supported, I've been at the aid of others, I've, you know, like I've been nothing but, you know, a, a around some element of music, right? Whether I was teaching it, which built a different relationship altogether, whether it was helping people understand their own relationship with music, right? I was figuring out my relationship, which then crystallized my message, which then made me realize my purpose, right? And now I'm at a point where I've created like three times as much music in four months, then I've created the whole period of time, right, that I've been doing music, right, and so to me, if I, you know, everyone's, everyone can do what they want, but I'm never gonna let a person give up on their dreams. I watch too much anime, and I'm too, I'm too lost in the sauce, if you will, to ever let a person let go of their dreams, like, I can't, I can't see it, because to me, it's like, it's like you, you, you tell the little kid within yourself, it's time to leave, right? And it's like, I can't do that. I can't tell anyone to do that. If you choose to do it, that's a different story. But I'm not going to be the one to do it, right? And so for me, I'm as responsible and as disciplined as I could ever be in life when it comes to being, you know, I'm married, right? I, I'm very much an a anchor in my family, right? I'm so many things for so many people 
But through that, I've been able to create boundaries. I've been able to create a, a tower within myself to give me a place to go. So when I need to retreat and I need to heal and I need to repair and restore myself, I can do that. And music is one of those core pillars, right? And some of the other ones is like, you know, video games and anime or working out or eating healthy, right? All these different elements, right? Having relationships that exist beyond music that the music isn't bound to, right? All of these different elements I had to define for myself. But again, it's a relationship that evolves and that takes time. It takes patience, right? And in order for you to have a real commitment to something, it's going to take patience. And patience ultimately takes time. And time is your most valuable resource. Once you start to get in alignment with that, you know, you don't have to. You can say, screw it. I'm going to do what I want to do for the money. And by all means, do what you want to do. But for me, when I look at fulfillment, I look at people who are happy, there's these correlating themes and these reoccurring messages that grip me, that keep me awake at night, that I can't let go of, that I use as fuel. And so I find ways to adapt it and adopt it to my own life, in my own practice. And so now, today, like literally today, I get out of a meeting, I find out that it went live on Spotify, immediately I'm texting everybody, I text the Lyrical Ones group chat, I'm hitting my people up. Like, I'm like, look, this is what's going on, right? Some people got the preview a couple days early because I knew they didn't have Spotify. But I was like, Spotify is the one that's going to give me the access to people in a different perspective, right? And so, you know, I, I went and did everything I could possibly do to get this in order, right? I went and got the LLC. I went and got the mask. I went and got it copyrighted. I went and got it trademarked. But that was my process. That was my plan. That was my focus and drive to what it is ultimately a project of seven songs and to build, you know, the lore seven by seven is 49, 49 square miles, 49ers, gold. You get into the deep threads of what I'm doing, right? Seven being a divine number, seven being seven sins. There's so many things that intersect in what I do and how I do it. I'm very methodical and very precise in my approach, right? And so in this regard, I did everything to my power within my means to, to, take control of what it is that I wanted to do to give me the access I was looking for, right? And you've already made it clear. You have a rebel spirit. You already made it clear that you have these distinct things where it's like, yeah, that's what you want from me. But right now, this is what I want for myself. And you go and you find a way to make it happen, right? And so now you live in a world where it's not easy to have access to live music because from what I'm hearing, you sound like a live artist. You sound like a musician who feeds off of the energy of others, right? And so, yeah, this is a hibernation mode, if you will, where it's like the challenges are now being surmounted, right? The, the, the bosses are getting bigger, if you will. And so now you have to level up and it only makes sense to kind of take a step back to reassess. Like I did, I had a taste of the classical. I've had a, a case or a taste of the heavy metal. I've had a taste of the chill and tranquil. What is the next phase? What is the next step, right? It's all these different things that go on to the journey. Because the thing that I was always focused on, I was like, I'm going to pull up in the Rolls Royce. They'll see. And now it's like, it's not about that. It's about the journey. It's about what happens every step of the way and being appreciative that I have those moments, right? This could all went left and they could have been like, oh, the project ain't going to be uploaded and I'd have been defeated. But luckily, I finesse, maneuver, and learn a lot to be able to get to this point to be like, okay, let me do this because after this, there's going to be another project. There's going to be another project. There's already another project. There's so much in the pipeline right now that it was, it was, it meant more to me to be able to just say to my friends, look, this is what I did. Cause everything else after this, 
it's it's gonna be with a level of intention and purpose that is beyond the moment, right? This moment matters to me. This is what I'm willing to do. This is the sacrifice. This is the contribution I'm willing to make. And it's not for everyone, but I can tell already based off of the things that you've already established, well, you know, things are gonna just unravel as they may. And, and you have to be willing to take some chances and take some risks on yourself to get reacquainted with that relationship, to find how to make that, that love work. Cause it is love there, right? We all find different ways to engage. And it's not to say that there's any one way, but there is to say that you have to find your way and you have to be willing to explore the multiple paths as they present themselves, right? This is, you know, lyrical one's a podcast, but everyone that's hosting has some element of musicianship, artistry, and some love of the craft of making and creation, right? Like June is an incredible- I do play the guitar. <laughs> I was about to say, June's an incredible artist in her own right, right? Vocalist, lyricist, multi-instrument. Where's my guitar? Like, I'm, trying, I'm trying to keep up with you. Nah, nah, nah. Like June, right? She's the one that helped. She created the Lyrical Ones theme song. Like she created that. I just, I just added stuff to what she established, right? But again, right, Alfluent, the master lyricist that he is, right, he's just laying dormant for the moment. But I've already said in the lyrical opposition anniversary, it's just a plan in motion, right? It's just me getting things in motion to, to support those who've supported me, right? Because seeing the things that Alfluent has done in the past has motivated me to continue on the path, right? To see now what has been established and what's created. Because lyrical opposition, to me, starting off was a rap group. It was just a rap group. Now it's this overarching beast behemoth that's growing and, and quietly becoming this thing that is so beyond that moment of just some guys who want to rap, who want to chill and, and just spit some bars. But it's still that. It's still that in the core, right? You still have artists who are part of the brand and a part of the family. And here I am, right? The outside, now inside, you know, guy who is like, yeah, I'm also supporting the movement, the brand and what comes with lyrical opposition as well so it is a thing where you know jen to me well you just are having to be in the right place at the right time so with that right what was that trend what like that high energy intensity to go from heavy metal to then kind of transform into this almost zen chill laid back chill hop what was that journey Uh, but before I even get to that, I feel like you've already covered the basis of sir. So that's beautiful. Uh, but to answer the question, um, so in when I went into college, uh, I was not very interested. Because uh, you're an artist, because you're a creator. That's yeah, why. Exactly. Uh huh. But I, I just, in college, I made the decision to study hard and become a good student, which is a complete contrast to high school days. So I basically changed my lifestyle. Uh, you trolled yourself? Yeah, that's what I did. I completely 180 my lifestyle, on my priorities, then put everything into study. Um, and I don't know if you tried um, ever studying with heavy metal music. Doesn't doesn't go well together. 
So uh, there's this, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the lo-fi kind of chill study music stuff. The girl with the studying fan, classic iconic. So I started listening to that and that was kind of like my, my go-to jam for years. Uh, and then eventually um, those, all those elements in the songs that really like, I think it really grew on and started to like really research really listen to and why why do I like it so much and then next thing you know I'm I started making you know chill out beats and yeah it's funny how yeah it's just a reflection of my my decision and transitions and so really it. and uh this is this is, this is amazing shout out to Cuddy um Cuddy stays hidden but Cuddy well, is, is a good friend of mine, Cuddy LeBlanc, and now they've gone into the culinary arts, right? But before they were cooking up food, they were cooking up beats. And that was my first exposure to chill hop, chill wave, kind of lo-fi, down-tempo hip-hop, right? Like, we were very, you know, to kind of, I guess, give some back, backing to, like, the, at least for my relationship to chill hop, because when you bring it up, it strikes a chord. Um... Dilla, right? Jay Dilla from Detroit, the producer, right? Who is incredible, who's done so many amazing things inside music. I remember my first acknowledgement of him was Pharrell at 106 in Park when he said, the best producer ever in the world is Jay Dilla. His drums, they knock, right? And I was like, who's that? And then fast forward to Adele Swim, and they would have these music blocks that would play between shows. And I was like, what is this music? I'm like, what in the world is playing? The and purest. We had this, uh, this record store called Virgin Records that was in the center of downtown San Francisco. And I would go there religiously just to listen to stuff, find stuff. And they had Jay Dilla Donuts. And I would listen to it. And I'm like, this is from... This is from Cartoon Network. Oh, my God. So I'm listening to it for the association, not realizing his legacy, his history, his influence as a whole and how far it goes back to some of my favorite records. Right. We're talking about, you know, A Tribe Called Quest. We're talking about De La Soul. We're talking about Buster Rhymes. We're talking about Common. Right. I think even Far Side like this. This goes deep. Right. But in that moment, I'm just like Cartoon Network. Right. Anime, cartoons, blah, blah, blah. Hip hop. I love hip hop, but that's not my association with it, right? I'm all about the rock. So in this moment, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. So I start making that same type of music. My friends start making that same type of music. And even in that situation and scenario, like I still try and troll Cuddy to come back into production. So I'm like, you know what? Let me go make some money so I could just drop this bag on you and you ain't got no choice but to work again, right? Because, you know, sometimes that is an influence. Maybe it's not the best motivation, but money can motivate people. So, you know, I just had to give my little piece of chill hop because it is a, um, you know, it's like this process of discovery that's so heartwarming, right? Like even when you look at the image of the girl on YouTube and she's just drawing or writing or studying by the window and the cat's just chilling, like it's just something about it that's so calming, right? And that's so different than heavy metal, right? Like we talking about Axl Rose, who's like screaming and belching and literally like digging deep into the into his soul, right? And I mean, now I don't even know what to make of him as a person, but 
he still maintains some of that hectic energy if you're ever to see him in more recent times. But Chill Hop is like the exact opposite of that. So it's almost like the music supported your transformation or at least your commitment to like, you know what, I'm going to be a good student. So I need music that's going to support me, that's going to like encourage me to get through this new kind of phase of my life. And so now, well, like what was the last kind of chill hop thing that you made? Like when was that moment where it's like, okay, this, I haven't made something since this moment. Mm. I want to say sometime towards the end of summer that I think I started to make another transition from that. Okay. So what has been some of the things that you've been listening to or been like, you know, gravitating to in terms of like your musical tastes and choices? Mm. Uh, definitely more hip hop, soul, old school stuff. More blues, like who would I you guess. Say? I, I was going to say. Go ahead, Joe. No, I was just going to say, yeah. like, who are your influences? We know who your influences are for, like, metal. But, like, who would you say, like, if we, you know, the fans of so-and-so are going to love your music, right? Because it's in that yeah. same lane. Or, yeah. or... Sure, sure. Um, let's see. Some, some right off the top of my head, um, Bernhoff. Are you guys familiar with him? Bernhoff. I recently found out Sampa the Great. Moonchild. Kiefer, he was one of my favorite. I think he was a big figure in like, converting me to make beats and then the hip hop stuff. Uh, and then kind of the new age, Anderson Pack. So, yeah, all those kind of more groovy type of soul, indie soul. Right. So, and, go ahead, go ahead, Jim, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, you mentioned Anderson Pack, and he's really taking off into a new genre of like this future funk kind of deal going on list. This like, like this space disco, you know, like that's one direction that I've seen, like, um, like a new trend that's coming out. Like, can we expect any new trends from your music? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And in the, in the future, hopefully, when I decide to release music, um, there will be a lot of elements from that genre for sure. All right, Jen, I got a, I got a, I got an idea. On on your way out of your creator's block, right? As you chisel your way out, I think what's gonna help you is visiting. Um, these these genres that you're listening to now with your guitar right because right now you're in you're you're really in this space of looking listening to the roots of your roots right so you're in the you're you're in the you're in this this blues and chill hop phase right which is like the the soul music of today and the soul music of the past right and so like the blues, right, is the is the is the parent, is the grandparent of rock and roll. Right. And so you were always a blues head. Yeah. Right. You were you were you were always that before you were ex exposed to it, you know, in in the context. Um, and I was going to ask you that because after listening to so so much rock 
you have to love blues if you once you hear it um you know and and it's just it's just again right that that time of unearthing it and then right where does that lineage start right so if you say right slash right and you know is it whether it's death metal or primus or whatever right or jim morrison like whoever it is right or if it if it's um the ramones right it's, if it was punk rock like wherever you are and your electric guitar right you can go back to the blues and say right this storytelling came from here right and not just the not just the lyrical storytelling but the the musicality of journey from beginning to end you know in a in a song and and i think that's exactly what chill hop is when you talk about jay dylan and the way he tells a story right and especially when you talk about donuts or his any his collabs where he's he's taking taking the listener and starting them in one place and then bringing them somewhere um and so i think for you when you think about the thematic um tones of your life right and you start start to give a timeline to your life musically right you start to play that i think that's going to be something that 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 becomes uh, a marquee and a signature in in your music yeah that's where that's the word yeah 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 i think i think that's it's the um, whole word nah. yeah it's not it's not it's not by accident it's not by accident, right? Like, 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 God knows exactly what He wants you to hear when He wants you to hear it. Yeah. You know, sure. and right, the like, the more we get to know God and our Creator, the more we get to know our design, the more we get to communicate the way, right? He does, right? The way he or she does, the way you know. We get to learn, we get to hear with the divine, we get to speak with the divine, right? So, right, if if we don't, if we start out not being able to communicate like God and then we learn God's heart, right, then we start to move and think, right, thoughts similar, right, and, and in tune, right? So all it is is going to move closer to that, right? Say, well, God doesn't always talk to me in words, right? Sometimes he talks to me in colors, right? Sometimes they talk to me in nature and in wind and in sound, right? So the way I'm supposed to talk back is maybe the way that I process, right? So it's like, if I'm an auditory, audible learner, right? Then that's what I need to do is listen, right? If I'm a visual learner, mm-hmm. then I need to see, right? Mm-hmm. Right, if I need to touch, then that's what, that that's how I'm gonna learn, mm-hmm. right? And so you, I think you're in a space where you're fully aware, you know, of how you process things. Um, and so I'm excited for, you know, what's coming next. Mm. Yeah, man, I thought I was coming for an interview session, but it feels more like a counseling session right now. We counsel each other, I'm man. Excited that's, too. That, that's what art is, man. We, we counsel each other. True that. True that. I mean, all else, fails. you could throw the guitar away and pick up the recorder. It's nothing. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, don't ever doubt the power of a good kazoo or harmonica. I prefer <laughs> kazoo, but you know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things. You got to figure out what is the relationship for yourself, right? Get in tune with the infinite just means getting more and deeper in tune with yourself, right? Understanding yeah. 
you know, what I what the conversation wasn't like back then when I was making music and I was reckless and running around wild. There wasn't enough conversation in the studio about how do you love yourself better, right? Like that just was so far away from anything. Like, but it's essential. It is necessary because even if the music is a reflection of harm and negativity and destruction, you have to figure out within yourself first, like what are you getting to when it gets down to the bottom of all those layers, right? And ultimately you're just trying to figure out how to be better to yourself, right? And really that just means discovering what love means to you and just you. It can't be defined by anybody else, right? And like, you know, as an artist, we have such a love and appreciation for the art form. Like when we get that with that new music, like, oh my goodness, it's like this, I needed this. This was hit, this hit right on time, right? But a lot of times that just struck a chord that was already in you, right? Like it was just already something built in you that this attached itself to that now has become magnified and is now manifested in this this like physical space, the world we live in, right? So a good kazoo, man. Get a good kazoo. You be all right. You know what I'm saying? Just hit the kazoo one time and you be like, oh man, I've been missing this. This, this these tones right here. This yeah, so you can layer that on top. Oh, look, okay. We already got the vision. We already got the instruments. We all what you need. You need a plug-in. I mean, can can you connect the MIDI with that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And then you, you end up making like the next big EDM record and then we never see you again and you'd be living on an island. I mean, the story writes itself. Yeah. And the story starts here. We're at a crossroads. Yeah. And I mean, what are you, what are, what are you listening to nowadays? Like, what are, what are some of the artists and, and music that you've been jamming to? You know what? Actually, um, here's a little funny story. Um, I, I just shared, I was feeling really kind of funky with music and just one day randomly one of my friends texted me um chris staple album um, i don't know if you guys are familiar with that but it was uh from from a room volume one the album and there's you know it's like a classic country blues album and then the first song is called broken halo and I was driving, and then that nice. song broke out, and I started crying, crying, bawling, out of control. And you know, I, I was like listening to this groove, soul, funk, rock stuff, and then now suddenly I'm bawling my eyes out to this country song. And it's just, yeah, um, I think it really like spoke to my past and the core of my interests. And my attraction towards this kind of guitar-based music. So I think, yeah, for, for some reason, a lot of guitar-based music I'm really drawn towards. Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's some built in you, you know what I'm saying? Some, some discovery you're going to find out much deeper later, but just to kind of touch on the thread of, of country music, like, you know, people often like to create like the association of country music where it's a lot of times people almost speak of it in a negative connotation but for people it takes time for the, the discovery to kind of take take places it's some of the most soulful and like just heartfelt lyricism and songwriting and production like there's a certain energy and aura that's created within country music that 
it can definitely draw that out of you. And I think that it doesn't get enough credit, but it's because people try to create this like monolithic scope of what country music is when it is very broad and very, you know, all over and far reaching. And so, you know, Chris Stapleton, you know, is an example of that kind of, because there is a, I don't want to call it a new country music, but there is a like a new era and movement that's happening within country music where it's a lot more thoughtful, deep, introspective, progressive in its approach and kind of its content that people are, you know, even classic country heads are like alarmed at kind of how these artists are showing up and making their music. So, you know, I'm not surprised, man, a song, a song when it hits, when it gets you, it got you, right? And it just takes you down that road. So it's like, it's, you know, it's those things that create those new forms of exploration, right? Discovery is like, you know, the joy of surprise. And, you know, that's the beauty of being able to have a moment like that, right? A friend just like, listen to this. Because I know, I love it when my friends do that. When they hit me with that new music, and I'm like, hey, I didn't even know. And then I'm gotta, gotta, gotta zone out, gotta, yeah. gotta away from the world got to get in, in myself right and go into another space i feel it man yeah. so are you like are you right now like tinkering around with anything like what are like what does the creative process look like for you now these days is it like you know pull out the phone and just make some like record a burp or two and just be like all right i'm gonna save that for another day no actually um so the church i'm at currently Senate. Uh, we just opened up uh, kind of songwriting sessions with an artist. So I am definitely approaching that as a session guitarist or as a guy to instrumentalist in there. So right now, like, you know, I'll go in into handful of different sessions and it ranges from this singer songwriter to R&B, this really super pop. So I'm I'm not just trying to there trying to go in there and figure out a guitar part or like trying to see how the song was bid. Um, yeah, so just collaborating with different genres of music and different artists, and that's kind of where I am. And I think it's very it's very needed, kind of rather than just making beat them. Um, yeah. yeah. Something about right. making music with different people is very enriching. I, for one, would love say? to work with you. Is that so? Yeah, of course. You... I, I, have a whole, I have a whole EP of acoustic tracks that I've yet to release. I mean, we can make it vibey. We can make it hip-hoppy, chill-hoppy, country. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter but which direction it pulls. I mean, look, we got yeah. material. We're artists. We create. And uh, I'm just going to extend that invitation to everybody in this, uh, <laughs> in this Lyrical Ones podcast. <laughs> Look at that plug right there. <laughs> but yeah, hit me up anytime. Um, yeah, I'm always open to. I just love music. I love making the process of it. So I'm really open to it. Yeah, I, I mean, I just want to put it out there, you know, as much as, as we are talking, it is to be mindful to the listeners. Those of you who have a creative spirit, I understand that in these times, it is very difficult to, like, be able to, you know, get those meaningful and, you know, kind of 
in-depth connections because you know we can't always be in person but collaboration and being around other people's artistry is a must however you can find it however you can get it collaboration and working with others is necessary like I can't like you know I come from the community aspect where you know I I've I've worked at service to the community since I've been making music right that was the thing that I did so at the end of the day it's a thing where you know people please be mindful that there's nothing wrong with seeking out others and trying to get connected and just find them as you can like figure out what are those threads that mean something to you because the best thing about being a session a session guitar player is that you get to develop yourself in a, in a in a like an artistic way that you wouldn't if it was just you by yourself right you're being pushed you're being forced you have to like be responsible to others and it creates another level of like skill set that you know you start getting in tune with where a person's going and the vibe and their energy and how to develop and create off of that so you know, for those listening, like it is necessary from somebody who used to run classes with, you know, artists who were up and coming, who now like, you know, there's artists out there who are making some major moves who came from those classes. But again, a lot of their major moves were based in collaboration. And it isn't to say that they haven't broken away and become solo artists in their own right, because they definitely have. But when people really started taking notice, it was from the collaborations that they they did and they made. And so, you know, I totally understand, like getting in the zone in a different degree where it's like, it's not about you, right? It's as much as what you can give as it is about you. So as always, you are chosen as much as you choose to be. And, you know, it sounds like, you know, choosing yourself to, to show up and be the person that people can rely on. So, you know, Jen, where can people find your music? Where can people find your stuff? Like how people, how can people get connected to you? Um, well, at the moment, um, the only kind of active social media is on Instagram. Um, and it's basically at J-I-N underscore zero underscore O underscore B-L-E-E. Uh, that's it. Where you can find me. And hopefully, future I'll have more music on different platforms. That's what I'm working for. Okay, okay, that's what's up. Definitely gonna be on the lookout to see what you cook up. You know, check out the Gin and June, you know, like Gin and Gin and Juice, but Gin and June project. Um, I like the sound of that. Twenty twenty. Coming at you. Um, you know, uh. Jen, like I really appreciate your time and your energy and your space and you sharing and, and being open with us, you know, about your process. We all go through it. You know, I'm happy today, but you know, I'm just I'm just trying to be appreciative and thankful the moment because at any moment it could turn left and I'm gonna be like right back, back to Moody Jude and I'm like, <sighs> so you know, it you know, we go through the motions, we go through the experiences, but you know, I am definitely eager to see what is the next iteration of Jen's music look like? And um, do you have anything you'd like to share with anybody or anything you'd like to say? Um, don't want to take up too much of your time. No, not much. Thank you guys for all the encouragements and all the prophetic words. No, no, Jen, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for, for spending this time and taking this time with us. Um, you know, reach out to, to Jen on Instagram. It's Jen underscore zero underscore. Is it? Oh, letter o. Okay, and then is it Ellie underscore Lee? 
underscore uh, underscore Lee. Huh? That's my full name, Korean name, Jin Oli. Jin Oli. All right. So everybody be on the lookout. Get connected. Rewind this. Get to know. And let's see what happens next with Jin. So Jin, thank you. Um, I appreciate your energy. Appreciate the space. And, you know, let's see what happens next. Pleasure, guys. Thanks, Jin. Thanks, Jin. Thank you. That was great. Jin is, you know, definitely inspiring me, keeping me on my toes, making me feel like I got to I gotta get my grind on. Um, I got to go get my classical guitar lessons going. I might have to get my heavy metal phase going. And, you know, it's crazy because it's like, the everything he was saying it kept making me think of the fact that Alfluence wearing a Dragon Ball do rag and that Thundercats music is like this amalgamation of so much music in one space, and it's it's guitar driven, right? He plays the bass guitar, I think it's a twelve string, which is crazy in its own right, but it's this thing where like you know Thundercat is jazz, rock, R and B, hip hop, pop, like all oh, this is. Just- Easy swirl of everything and it's just like you know uh, to me the drunk album is my album of the decade for the year like 2010 to 2020 like there's not an album that you know he did release other music he has released other music but for what it's worth that album oh my goodness i just uh, two albums i love for the decade of the year for the years 2000 to 2010 daft punk discovery for the years 2010 to 2020, Thundercats Drunk. Those two albums, oh, oh, bury me with those records, please. Um, how y'all feeling? June, what's going on? What you thinking about? Really though, wow. <laughs> okay. I don't, now I gotta think of my uh, records of the decade, but I'm gonna have to get back to y'all on that. But I mean, that's some serious artistry. No, definitely some serious artistry. I'm like, so much work I gotta do. It's making me now reflect like, what what I how do I, when do I, how, where do I get deeper in tune with to cook up, serve some things that, uh, you know, I ain't been doing. I need to get back to my production roots because I've been on the songwriter heavy script. So, you know, there's some things I need to do, some some threads I need to tie up with June as well. Now that I'm like reflecting, I'm like, there's some work that needs to be done. Hopefully. You know where to find me, dog. <laughs> done. Let me know. Send me that text. You know what I'm saying? We got some things to me. Um, Al Fluent, what, what you got on your head? What you thinking, you know, beyond Dragon Ball Durat? I'm wondering, did you produce on Let's Get a Gospel? So, Let's Get a Gospel was production. Majority of it was done by me. Um, I had uh, King. King helped me out on the tracks Haze, uh, Hill, and the intro. Um, like the thing about the intro and the outro is the same beat. Right. But what ended up happening was I, I created two different variations of it. And so the intro he took and he then added like the bass and added like his own pieces and little parts. And then with Hayes, it was a collaborative effort because I started with the initial bass of the track where it was a sample and some drums. And then he just went and got, he got crazy. He got loose. He definitely got loose on that one. And then he'll, he sent me the sample as a loop and he didn't know what to do with it. And I was like, bruh, I got you. So nice. So uh, there's two artists featured on there. Um, one is Kata, who's singing on Hayes, who, you know, I needed. That was the final piece of the project, honestly. Like, I, I actually brought this um, for those that know Dreamier Entertainment. 
the CEO, the boss, the director, the producer, Deshaun Davis, who is like, you know, we connected years ago, but I, I went to him to his studio because I was like, I got this project, I don't know what to do with it. And he was like, you need to get somebody singing on this. And I was like, you know what, that's what I was missing, right? That goes back to collaboration. So, you know, I just, I went back and um, yeah, it was one of those things where I ended up kind of thinking like, okay, how do I get my cousin in one spot so I can get to the next piece, right? And so that's kind of how, how it all came together. So it was like, you know, it's it's a thing where it was beautiful, right? Because it is somebody who I believe in their talent and their artistry, but was able to deliver, right, on this experience and what I was trying to, to get across. Because again, like to have a project called Let's Get a Gospel, the reason why I was called that is because I feel like so often when you're an artist, you have to drive yourself and create your own theme music to be like, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. Watch, we getting it. This, we on our way. We're going to make it happen, right? And it becomes this thing like, let's get it. Like, let's get it. Every time you step into a situation, it's like, let's get it. And so these songs were like those foundational moments of like, you know what? I'm going after it. I'm making it real. I'm legitimizing my experiences by saying I'm going after something more for myself, whether that's eating healthy, whether that's challenging the status quo, whether that's not objectifying women and placing them in this category of like, you're my love interest, but being able to magnify my, you know, my love beyond just the romanticism, right? Like every song is a different reflection of like going after something more than what was given to me, right? And so, you know, it's a, it's a project where, you know, I put a lot of energy into it and, and you know, uh, I hope people can enjoy it. There's a lot of things that are familiar about the project that was all intentional. It was all, you know, super necessary for what I wanted to do with this project. But moving forward, you know, I got a lot of stuff of a lot of different varieties. So, you know, this is just one, per this is one slice of a multifaceted, multi-layered, so many flavors pie that I'm about to be giving everybody this year coming up. And so, uh, yeah, that's that's Let's Get a Gospel in a nutshell, you know, seven songs, 30 minutes long on all major platforms. Go and get your your issue. I mean, it's S-I-N-E-O. Get connected. Right. And, um, you know, I, I got to say on Diamonds, Diamonds was the track that, you know, for those that know when you listen to it, it's very familiar to a song of a similar title. And that was started by Be True. Be True is a longtime collaborator and friend. And he had did a fast one on me that I hated. I hate this. As a producer, this is what I hate. I hate when you send me a song and then you say, all right, I want you to make the beat over. Don't do that to me. Because I'm, I'm the person that I'm like, to me, especially at this moment, you got to remember, I was, I was 2014 me. And 2014 me was limited in scope. Now you send me something, I'm like, okay, I'll work it. I'll make it happen. But 2014 me, I'm like, hell no. You better back up, get away from me. I don't need this. I want to go make what I want to make. You can't tell me what to do. Now I'm a little bit more more because I've learned and developed skills, right? Shout out to Illmind. But in this moment, he's like, yeah, this beat. And I loved it. I was on the song. I was like, oh, this is amazing. We going to put this. We going to get it, right? We going to get it with this one. And it was for his project. And he's like, yeah, I need you to remake it. And the diamonds hook was already made. The song, the lyrics was already nice. made. And he was like, can you? And I'm like, what am I going to do? And the hook, you know, we're saying diamonds, you know, pressure, 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 what that make diamonds, right? And I'm like, 
well, there's only one thing I could possibly think of. So let me go find that, chop it up. Nice. And that became a whole new beast, right? So shout out to Be True. He's on the song with us. We're going back in four bar. Like it, it's like four bars, two bars, one bar, half a bar, quarter bar, then literally like chop, like bar to bar to bar. But, you know, it, it's it's a project that has a lot of meaning to me. And, you know, based on how much, how, how many listens it gets to this, this most likely will be a limited time experience given a lot of what the songs have in them. So, you know, That's right. boy, as you see fit and, and run it up by all means, listen, let, help me catch a case. Listen to this project. That's what I'm, that's what I'm asking. Help me catch a case. Right. Because the more I got, I got a plan right now. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, You know what I'm saying? Trying to get it out there. It's on all major platforms. Get your issue. You, you don't want to. You want to look it up on YouTube and listen to it on there, please. Like, holla at your boy. So yeah, let's let's get a gospel. Is and I think you released it at the perfect time because like the 2020 artist wrap up for Spotify just came out. So I mean, the way you timed it is that. So when it comes out for 2021, I'm sure it'll still count the tracks, you know. And if it doesn't, you'll still have a jump off for this project. But if you guys don't mind me putting a plug for my project, mm-hmm. 160,000 streams worldwide, Justin Engel uh, is the artist and his album, The Divine Project, and track number eight, Virtuous Woman, I sang and co-wrote. So I just wanted to put that in there. OT and Justin Engel, incredibly talented producer, artist, musician, everything. So um in the bay you know he's local uh san jose and he has a just just to do some more pr on the album okay he has a beer out an ipa that's actually homegrown at hermitage's brewery in 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 san jose california it's called staycation after his hit single which the video was dope okay so i just had to put that in and show mad love because that's what's up hey Shout out to June for getting some numbers on the board in the year 2020. Okay. June was 200,000 practically. Then then got a song released, then did the theme song for the Lyrical Ones podcast, and has a ton of incredible pop music coming that y'all ain't even ready for. So trust me, June got some things cooking, brewing, steaming for y'all. Like it's crazy. Thank you. And I'm trying to graduate and then get this master's. So you know what I'm saying. Okay. June is a woman on fire, right? When, when Alicia Keys, right? Girl on, yeah, girl is on, like, June is a woman on fire right now, okay? Unstoppable, making it happen, right? Then lived it up, celebrated, had the llamas and the goats. Like, we gonna get it, right? That's June right now. June's on the way. Like, be on the lookout. I mean, it's some extra, extra things we can't even talk about that possibly, but, right, we manifest the energy, we put forth that energy, and June is out to get it. All the big fishes, right? Speaking of things, speaking of things on the way and coming up, things we can talk about, we do got some announcements for y'all. So for those who know and those that are familiar, usually we do this earlier in the podcast, but there's no time like the present. And it's just for y'all to stay familiar, right? So first up, make sure to join our Lyrical Assembly Reads for Resistance book that happens every Saturday at 9 a.m. This week, we are reading the conclusion or the concluding chapter of the book, Decolonizing Evangelism. If you are interested in joining, email Lacey, L-A-C-Y, at lyricalopposition, common spelling, dot org, right? That's Lacey at lyricalopposition.org. 
to get connected to the local assembly reads for resistance book that happens every saturday at 9 a.m again they are concluding the chapter they're on the concluding chapter of the book decolonizing evangelism so if you're interested get connected also if you want to get connected stay connected and be a part of the online community you can join the discord server which is lyrical opposition at 415-903-7699 again that's the lyrical opposition discord server 415-903-7699-415-903-7699 and forever that is the discord server for the local opposition community come and get connected and after that on sundays the local assembly broadcast every sunday 10 a.m pacific standard time right that's the west coast folks which we so happen to be from right now west coast west side right that is for you to be able to tune in if you have interest if you have passion if you have anything along the lines of faith arts and activism that is the place for you sunday mornings 10 a.m lyrical assembly broadcast and then december 19th at 7 p.m lyrical assembly is hosting an event called sacred stories a listening session with the indigenous voices where they will be sitting down with Kalina Lawrence, an indigenous hip hop artist, and Dr. Randley Woodley, an indigenous professor, the theologian, hey. wisdom keeper. Make sure to come through for this event. Again, that's December 19th, 7 p.m. It is Lyrical Assembly Sacred Stories. It is a listening session with indigenous voices. That is Kalina Lawrence, and we have Dr. Randy Woodley. Get connected, please stay connected. We are busy, we are out here. We are supportive of the good vibes and good energy. So please everybody, you know, there's multiple entry points to get on the lyrical opposition train, right? We we get slow when we need to be slow. We fast when we need to be fast. But at all times, we are available for the people in the masses to get on board. So holla at the respective connects, you know, Lacey at lyricalopposition.org. Or if it's the Discord server, that's 415-903-7699. But again, that's stay connected, stay informed, and, you know, get some faith, get some love, and, and enjoy the, the opportunities of, advancement progress and being around like-minded individuals right they all about the business so you know that's lyrical opposition if any so uh, you know as we wind down anybody got any final thoughts any final words anything on their mind right now well i just want to say just for the for the discord folks if you're really looking to collab hop in there because we got artists in there um we got a voice chat in there you know where you can play your music you get we could uh, jump into open mic, jump into cipher. Like I said, it's a, it's a cool tool um, for us to build community. Uh, and, you know, we're right there at your fingertips. You can access from your desktop. You can access from your phone or a tablet. And we're looking into having a movie night. So stay tuned for that. Lerva opposition doing the most, always. Dylan, how about you? Any any final thoughts, any final words for the people that are listening in the comfort of their own bubbles? I just want to say thank you to all the listeners out there and to all the viewers and to my co-host and our production team and LO as a whole. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, um, you know, the best uh, is before us. The best is before us. You're you're right. You're ever so right. Um, you know, I, I think that is a safe spot to jump off um i appreciate everyone i appreciate this time everyone be safe um you know if you can find a way to be thankful be thankful for the moment because you don't know what's coming next 
as this year has shown us, aliens is on the way. And me, they just coming to get me to take me home. But for y'all, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do for y'all. But for me, it's just my ride back to where I came from. So, you know, just be in mind. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a, it's, they say it's the most wonderful time of the year. Um, I'll let you be the judge of that for yourself. But I do want to say that, you know, find the beauty and the joy in it, right? If you can, if you can't find somebody who can share some of theirs with you and for you that, that do have it, share it with somebody who needs it, right? This is a time where, you know, the days are shorter, the nights are longer and it's tough, right? Everyone has their own stressors and their own things that they're dealing with. And so, you know, please, by all means, like stay connected, find your community and we're going to do our best to find you. So, you know, I think that kind of sums it up. And like we always like to do at this time, I'm not going to necessarily go for mine, but I am going to go for what June helped produce and create. So that's that's big of you. Thank you.